Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Well, you know what? We always endeavor to just follow the Spirit of God every time we gather. And so since He led us to take extra time in worship, I pray that He will give me the know-how to finish my message. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> Hallelujah. All right. Well, you know, for the past weeks, we've been talking about the love of God in this place. You know, we've been talking about you are love. Before we, you know, start the, the, the message today, why don't you turn to your neighbor, right, and tell them, because really we can't mouth words, so obviously whether you're up there in the balcony or down here, you know, why don't we start this morning by telling somebody, you are loved. Come on, somebody do that today. You are loved. Come on, if you're beside somebody that you like, this is your chance. Pastor Mon is giving you the license to score some points. Oh, come on, single people. Wag na kayong torpe. All right, let's go. So I just want to start off with this verse, 1 John 4, 10 to 11, because we've been talking about this verse. It says, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation. Man, that's a heavy word. It's a word just simply that tells you a final payment. That's what it says. It's a, He is a final payment. The love of God will always be connected to the final payment for your sins. That means until you realize how fully forgiven you are, you don't even have a glimpse of how loved you are. That's what God is saying here. So beloved, if God so loved us, because then somebody say that today, say so. We're going to spending a lot of time later on that word, so I want you to remember that word, very simple word, so. We also ought to love one another. Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, and this is what it says. And let us consider one another in order to stir up. Can somebody say that in this place? Say, it's time to stir it up. All right, and if you're listening, do this with me. Say, stir it up. Stir it up. All right. Let us consider one another in order to stir up what? Love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Stir it up, Lord. Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. Thank you that as your word goes forth, life goes forth. I thank you, Lord God, for bodies that were broken, be mended, and be made whole. I thank you, Lord God, for that which you have put in our hearts to just burn ever brighter. I thank you, Lord God, for you to give solutions, wisdom, where there may be questions in situations today. I thank you for families blessed. And I thank you that in this place, Jesus, you alone be exalted and your people be blessed. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. I want to ask you this morning, when was the last time you had an awakening? You know, you know what awakening means? Like, that's the reason why you were here today, right? Like, you woke up. You know, what's an awakening? You know, an awakening is arousing from sleep 
inactivity or indifference. You know, what you used to say, oh, wala akong pakialam dyan. You know, as all of a sudden, you got a staring in your heart. It's like you were roused from sleep, which le led you to a sudden awareness of something. Have you been awakened lately? Or maybe better yet, what have you been awakened to lately? Lately, because the malls have fully reopened, even accommodating kids, my wife has been reawakened to the notion of the sale. And all the wives said, wow. We were shopping a town this past week and there was buy one, take ones everywhere. If you did not know, you missed out on great deals. Anyway, you know, all of a sudden it's like Shopee has had an awakening during the lockdown, but now the malls are like having an awakening. Kids have been awakened to the wonders of toy stores. I saw a video online where a child first time to be in a toy store and she, he was just simply getting toys left and right. He thought it was get all you can. No kidding. It's like it's a refrigerator. He has been awakened to the wonders of the toy store. You know, last week we had our gatekeepers meeting here in this place and I'll tell you what I was awakened to. So the food was back there. You want Pastor Mon to be happy, food. Simpleng tao lang po ako. The food was back there, and there was a lot of serving of food, you know, given by uh, somebody in the church who donated food one after the other. But one particular food caught my eye. I looked at the end of the table, and I saw airline food. And all of a sudden, I saw that airline food right there. I'm like, man, I look at this. You know what's being awakened in me? Traveling. I turn to one corner, counsel somebody. I go back. All the airline food is gone. I'm thinking, dude, priority naman minsan. Right? <laughs> you know, but I was awakened. It's like my travel memories were awakened. Speaking of awakening, because we've been on lockdown for the longest time, my kids... You know, the first time that the lockdown was lifted, we were planning for a Subic beach trip. And it was a simple question that I, I told them. I told them, who wants to go to the beach? And of course, we've been on lockdown for like a year. So what did the kids say? Me! Right? So when I asked that question, the news spreads like wildfire. So I'm just talking to my five-year-old, well, back then she was five-year-old, you know, youngest daughter, and Monique says, are we going to the beach? Yeah, yeah, come on. We're going to go. You want to go to the beach? Yeah, I want to go to the beach. And what does Monique do? Monique tells her older brother, David, and David tells her older, his older sister, Sophie, and all of a sudden, there's a commotion inside the bedroom. And there's a commotion inside the bedroom, and the older Ates hear it in the other bedroom, and they come running into the bedroom, and they're asking, what's happening? We're going to the beach. We're going to the beach. And something was awakened. They hadn't gone anywhere in over a year, and the thought of seeing the sea, feeling the West Philippine sea breeze, building sand castles, getting out of the city, just awakened all sorts of emotions and they're crying beach 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 some are jumping on the bed the eldest is showing pics of where we ought to eat 
One is talking about eating at Meat Plus. Another is thinking of shopping at the Nike outlets. I think that's me, by the way. And all right there, I realize it's a full-blown problem. I realize that what I now have on my hands is no longer an awakening, but a bloodless revolution. Makibata! Yung mga bata, di ba? Paras daw sa kanila yun eh. They're saying, pagbabago. And what, what follows usually an awakening is a revolution. It all started with dad initiating a question. You want to go to the beach? And that awakened something in them. And they stirred. Somebody do this with me here in this place today. And that stirred something in them that they stirred each other up leading to a revolution in the team de armas household i realize that's a little bit of what hebrews 10 24 is saying in hebrews 10 24 it's saying let us consider one another in order to stir up love you see the word stir up there comes from a greek word paroxysmos don't ask me to spell it but that Greek word is a word that means to incite like that of a revolution. If you're looking for a title for this message for the next 15 minutes, I've entitled this message, Love Revolution. This is, you look at this verse in Hebrews 10 verse 24, and it says there, let us consider one another in order to what? To stir up love. But how does it start? Do you realize we've been taught well here in this place? Our lead pastors, our, our senior pastors would always say, read things in context, context, context. You check out that verse and, you know, the verses before it, and you realize that this is the third let us in a row. Before it, it talks about in Hebrews 10 verse 19, it says, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, a new and living way. Come on. How many of you know that speaks about the new covenant where you are in because of what Jesus has done? And it says there, let us draw near. Next verse. Let us draw near. With a true heart, why can you draw near with a true heart without an evil conscience? Because of what Jesus has done. Because you stand strong, you stand stable in what the cross has accomplished for you. That you are immovable. That if God says, I am forgiven, I am redeemed, then I am so. That's why let us. And then it goes on, it goes on another let us. In the next verse, I think this is verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. The reason why you can stir up love in each other is because of the reality of what you walk in now because of what Jesus has done. Jesus is saying, my son, the more that you understand and realize what I have accomplished for you, the more that you can live it out to others. So I'll go back one more time to Hebrews 10 verse 24. Let us consider 
one another in order to stir up love and good works. You know the word consider there? The word consider there, it's not like, you know, pwede na. You know, like when somebody is courting a guy, uh, sorry, courting a girl. Sometimes that happens nowadays. Shout out to all, all the young people in the house. All right, anyway. <laughs> peace, peace, peace tayo, guys. All right. But that word consider there means to carefully look, to fully observe. Let us consider, let us look carefully at one another. Why thou? What's the reason? In order to stir up love. And so many times in different churches, not here, in Jesus' name, people look carefully at each other to judge. People look at each other in churches to see if they have their hands raised up, if they're jumping according to the music, you know, or if they're even, they've even been to church for like the longest time, you know, like that's what their eyes are on. I'm not saying don't be holy, please, that's not my message today. But a special emphasis God is telling us is found in Hebrews 10, 24, telling us if there's something that you ought to look at in others, it is to stir up love. Now, what, what do you mean by that, Pastor Mon? I'm getting to it, okay? The word love there is the Greek word agape, not agapao. What are you talking about, Pastor Mon? You see, the word agape is a noun. The word agapao is the verb. Agape talks about the self-sacrificial kind of love God has for you. Agapao talks about the acts of kindness that you do. In that verse, it's telling you to stir up agape. It's talking about taking a good look at our church family if they understand how love they are by God. And this verse is telling us, and if they do understand, add fire to the flame. Add fuel to the, to the flame. And if they don't understand, well, stir it up in them. Meaning if there's one message that our lives will speak of as a church, it's that God loves you. We always say this, but we, sometimes we take it for granted. Can I be real to my church family here? See, sometimes people approach us and they say, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be talking about the love of God. Love of God na naman? Can I be real? If that is the way that you view the love of God, I tell you, I don't think you understand it. Because when you understand the love of God, when you hear, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to be talking about today, this morning? Well, we're going to be talking about the love of. Oh my! Talaga! It will cause you to go wow because you know that the love of God talks about the magnificent, fabulous Son who died on the cross for your eternity. There is no way that I would say, "Iba naman, usko naman ako." Yun naman. Can we talk about Jesus in this place? This is His church. You are His body. 
You belong to Him. If there's one name that must be lifted up, it's Him. And there is nothing more satisfying and fulfilling than the love of God for you. But you see, the problem is I can't steer in others what I'm not in awe of. See, I can rave about my wife. I'm glad she's not here, right? You know, I can rave about my wife. You know, like I, I, I believe she's the best wife ever. And if you think your wife is the best wife ever, come on, raise your hands up. Somebody say amen. All right. I think 20% uh, of the men missed out on that opportunity, so I'll give you one more chance. If you think your wife is the best wife ever, somebody say amen. Yawn. All right. There we go. Pastor, just say, look at that. Right? But I, I, I rave about my wife. You know, I, I love my wife. I look at her. She's a mom of five, sometimes six, because I'm, like, I'm like a little kid, right? And like, <laughs> she's a CEO. She co-pastors with me. You know, she leads gatekeepers. She's just a woman of character and substance. And then she loves shopping. <laughs> right? I'm like, I am in awe. I want to ask you, how's your awe? Are you still in awe of God's love? Are you still in awe that when you worship God, I thank you that you love me? My goodness, we were singing there earlier, and, and Pastor Giselle just comes up and says, let's stop worshiping, let's stop singing, and let the worship team sing. How many of you just felt a change in the atmosphere? Right? Because we were so focused on God loving us. And if we are to stir up love in the next seven minutes, we got to define this love again and again. And we got to let the Word define us, define love, not the world. And in the Word, it says in 1 John 4.10, this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loves us and sent His Son to be the final payment for our sins. Did you notice that as God defines love, He immediately lets us know what it's not? Did you notice that? In this is love. Wait, not that we love God. Did you notice that? It's like God was putting a brakes on the definition of love, trying to tell you, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what love is, but first I'll tell you what it's not. You see, God is very strategic. He knows how to make you understand something. Why is that? Because sometimes humans can be more sure of something when it is made clear to them what it is not. Like, what do you want for dinner? Well, anything but that. <laughs> like, you ask your wife, right? You go, Where do you want to eat? Well, anywhere but fast food. Oh, okay. Then you go someplace like a Japanese restaurant or, or something, right? But God also tells us what love is not. Are you still here? Don't miss this, right? See, God also tells us what love is not because we have a tendency to define something so God and make it so man. 
And God is telling us in 1 John 4.10, this love is nothing like that. You see, the Bible is very clear and very concise with the definitions of love. And in, in the Bible, there's a lot of words for love. You know, there's storge kind of love. There's philos kind of love. There's eros kind of love. And in the New Testament, the New Testament that you hold was originally written in Greek. So there's different kinds of love. So storge finds reasons to express affection because we're family. It's the kind of love that makes you say, aww. Have you ever said that to someone? I'm like, aww, we're family, right? That's storge. Philos is a brotherhood kind of love. It's like, hey. It's like you guys, you guys have things in common. You have commonality. It's that kind of like when you see each other, hey, I know what you've been doing. I've been following you on Instagram. You know, like, it's that kind of love. It's brotherhood. It's friendships. And then there's eros, which is the erotic, sensual kind of love, which just makes you say, Rar. <laughs> So you got the, ah, hey, rar. That's, that's eros for you. Agape, on the other hand, is the unconditional and not situational kind of love. All the three loves that we were talking about tries to find reason for the affection. I love you because you're my friend. I love you because you're family. I love you because, hey, you're sexy. You know, that's eros, that's philos, and storge. Agape, on the other hand, provides the reason for the affection. I love you because God is love. Agape is the reason. So God defines love in this way. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the final payment for our sins. So God defines love in this way. Why is that? Because no matter what man could do to express that love, nobody has ever come close to being a perfect sin sacrifice and the perfect final payment for all mankind, past, present, and future. So God is saying, well, you could pass my love to others. You could share my love to your fellow brothers. You could be an example of my love. But make no mistake, there is nothing that man could ever do to come close to my love for you. That's why God is saying, let my love be your focus. Why? Because this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the final payment for our sins. So God defines it that way in 1 John 4 verse 10. We just read that like a couple of times already. But right after a 
clear definition. How many of you would agree that's a very clear definition? Right? This is love. Right after a clear definition of love, He gives us a clear expression of it in verse 11. 1 John 4 verse 11, it says, Beloved, 1 John 4 11, if God, what? What does it say next? Beloved, if God so loved. Come on, one more time, read that with me. Beloved, if God, what? So loved. How loved? So loved. So agape. In John 3.16, we read something quite the same. It says in John 3.16, For God so loved. If you want to know how loved you are by God, so loved. Which leads me to my first point because if you are so loved, first point, yeah, with eight seconds to go. If you are so loved, then there, there is so much more that you can discover. That because we are so loved, there is so much more that we can discover. You see, once we have defined love, we can discover more of love. We know what to discover more of when we understand who Jesus came to reveal. Out of the many names of God, Jesus came to reveal God as Father. When he would say, in this manner, therefore, pray. And he said, this is how you're going to pray, disciples. How are they going to pray? Our Father. And he goes on and tells them, you know, I'm just going to go up the mountain. I'm going to spend some time with my father. Philip one time asks him, can you show us the father? And Jesus tells him, if you have seen me, you've seen the father. Lord, how do you know what to do in, in times like this? I only do what I see the father doing. And by the way, I'm going to go away, disciples, but in my father's house are many mansions. You know, there's such a thing in Bible study, in Bible interpretation called the law of first mention. And what does that mean? The law of first mention states that the first time that a word is mentioned in the Bible lies a significant truth in its first mention. The very first time that love was mentioned in the Bible spoke of a father's love for his son. It also spoke of a father's willingness to give up his son as a sacrifice. I'm talking about Abraham's story. And why is that so significant? Because the very first mention of love in the Bible was meant to be a picture of how God would give up his own son for you. You want to define love? You don't need to look far. You just need to look up and see how God loves you. I want to call up uh, Daryl or whoever it is that plays the keyboards. You see, Bible love has much to do with understanding the Father's love, which is all about seeking and pursuing you. And I'll probably end with this, you know. If you want to know the second and third point, you can watch live later, the 1130 service, all right? But I'll end with this. 
Have you ever seen like an example of so love? Like we, we always read these verses like, For God so love. We always talk about these verses and we treat it with familiarity and so on and so forth. But have you seen so love in action? You know, there was one time, one time when my family, you know, went to Universal Studios in Osaka. Right? So we're there first time, first time with all the kids in Osaka. And we got five kids, you know, with us. And of course, as a little big kid, the way that I am, it's also my first time there. You know, like you see Shrek running, I'm like, Shrek, right? Or, or whoever those, those characters were, I've kalimutan ko na, no? But I remember walking into Universal Studios, and I'm with my boy, KD, and he was practically probably like around just five, I think, or four back then, you know? And I remember going around, and the next thing I realize, David is no longer by my side. We're in Japan, and my boy looks like a little Japanese boy. So I turn to my wife, who's with the four girls, our four daughters, and David is not with them. And right there, I'm feeling, gosh, I had one job to do, and I failed. She's got four. I told you, I'm in awe of my wife, right? So... So I turn, I look over to my wife and say, is David with you? And no, I thought he was with you. And so I start looking around and I'm like, oh gosh, David is not here. And we're in Japan. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my boy doesn't know how to speak Japanese. So I start going around and I'm talking to some of the Japanese. And I'm like, have you seen a little boy? Little boy? And I realize Japanese don't have L's in their language. They don't understand me. They're like, oh, right? And so I try to talk to them in, in a manner that they would understand. So I say, have you seen Ritter boy? Ritter boy. And they say, oh, Ritter boy. Over there, over there. It's funny how one letter can change the whole complexion of a conversation. So I follow the trail, right? Like, so I'm looking for David and the girls are like going back that way and I'm going this way. And after like around three, four, five minutes, I see David with a Japanese police woman and he's crying. And I'm getting frantic, right? Just like, I left my bag. I left my bag where it was, you know, with the girls. And I'm, I started looking for David. Where's the little boy? Where's the little boy? Where's my little boy? And I'm just, I'm just going. All, I, I, like I don't care what these Japanese guys think of me, because what I'm after is my boy. I think about that. I think about, gosh, you know, like I can't lose my boy. I love my boy. I think about instances when I'm in his basketball games. And I'm, I'm in his basketball games and I'm watching him. And, you know, like, it, there, there's an instance. It's his first basketball game. And he gets nervous. And I, I sit him down and tell him, Dave, you got this. You got this, Dave. You can do this. And he looks at me like, I can do this. Yes, you can. You can do this. And so I'm there as a dad. I'm just watching him. 
and they're just in the shoot arounds, right? Like the game hasn't even started yet. This dad on the bleachers is like screaming his lungs out. You can do this, Dave! Game hasn't even started yet. And I'm just going all out. You can do this, Dave. Come on, you got this. You got this, Dave. And Dave's like there, he's just holding the ball. And, he's, yeah. and the game starts, right? And the jump ball happens, and the, his teammate tips the ball and it falls into his hands. And you know what this dad does? You can do this, Dave! Woo! You can do this! And all the other parents are probably looking at me. Your, your son hasn't shot yet. He hasn't scored yet. I know, shut up. So I'm like, this is between me and my boy. I don't care what you think. So he finally gets the ball one time. And he looks at the ring. And he shoots it. And when he shoots it, first time he scores in an official game. And this dad goes crazy. It's like... Yeah! And he's on the other court. He's on the other side of the court. And I come running on the other side. You got it, Dave! And all the other team, like the other team are looking, who's this crazy dude? Why is he on our side of the court? And I realize that's a little bit of what soul love looks like. Soul love sought you out even when you probably forgot some instructions so love was willing to look like a fool in front of the Japanese people just so he can find his son you know that that's a little bit of what so love did for you so love was willing to look foolish if it meant giving your best to your son Solov goes the extra mile. Even if all the other parents may be thinking, this guy's nuts. Do you know that on the cross, God, the Father, sent His Son to look foolish on our behalf? It did not make sense for Jesus to die a criminal's death, and yet He did. You know why? Because you are so loved. That's why the Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness. When people look at it, it does not make sense. But when you understand this is the definition of love, the final payment for your sins, so that when sin is taken away, there is no longer anything that could separate you from the one who loves you. Once and final payment and when you begin to understand that when agape is stirred up on the inside of you because you have been such a recipient of that kind of love that you did not deserve you did not earn you know what you cannot help but do give it away god i thank you he did not make you deserve it. So how do you pass it on? People don't need to deserve it as well. I'll close with this promise. Second time I said that, by the way. We were at the gas station, right? Like last week. And these riders started to pack in. They were falling in line like, 
gosh, like 60, two lines of 30s. Like we, we the, the gas station was packed. And they were saying, Sir, ano pong kapalit nito in English? You know, what, what do you want in exchange? Do you want our information? No, 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 no. Do you want our votes? Real, real story, guys. Oh, we're not running for any election. This is from our church. Just wanting to let you know you are not forgotten. You are loved by God. And they look at us. Real story. I can tell you of numerous stories. This guy looks at me in the face and says, Meron pa palang ganito? Gosh, I... Uh, a lot of stories pouring into my head. There was this guy who was going home after just earning 300 bucks. And all of his income was in, in his wallet, virtual wallet, not in cash. And he's saying, Sir, pauwi na ako ngayon, lang akong panggas eh. So he falls in line, right? Like he falls in line and he gets a full tank of gas. And on his way out, you know, our, our guys, that, that's our, our process. Like after they fill up a gas, we, we fill up with gas, we, we pray for them. And as he's going, he gets a, a bag full of groceries and, and he says, Sir, wala na akong panggas, wala rin akong pangkain sa mga anak ko. Pero dahil sa ginawa niyo, I go home full today. And he looks at me and says, Sinong mag-aakala, meron pa palang ganito. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not difficult. Let me tell you why. Because you were made from love. In the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. In the New Testament, God reveals to us, I am love. That is His very nature. It is in your nature to receive love and to give love. And you know where it starts? Let me go back to my original verse and I promise I'll end with this. That's the third time. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. Let me tell you where it starts. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You see the divine order? Agape and then good works. When the love of God is stirred up on the inside of you, good works follow. Hebrews 10, 24. Then 25. You know where it begins? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and all the more as the day approaches. What is the author of Hebrews telling us? It's telling us you want love to be stirred up all the more inside of you. You know where it happens? It happens here, my friends. Before we could ever start a revolution of love out there, it starts here. Can I give you an assignment this week? Balcony? Would you purpose to find somebody to bless this week. You don't need a reason. You know why? Because agape gives you the reason.
before you leave today, why don't you pray to God, God, show me somebody that I can bless. Show me somebody that I can pray for. Show me somebody that I can show kindness to. Before you leave today, act on it and be a dispenser of love. Amen. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love. Oh, such, such great and wonderful love. And if you're here today and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to say this prayer with me, a prayer of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not joining a religion, not joining an organization, but simply joining a relationship. He loves you. He died for you. He paid for your sins. He went to the grave and rose again just for you. So if that's you right now, you're saying, I want to receive that love. Say this prayer with me. Repeat it loud enough for you to hear. Come on, even online. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father. Say it with all of your heart. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that 2,000 years ago, He died on the cross for me. Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe that you died and rose again because you loved me. Jesus, from this day on, I am yours and you are mine and you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, family. I pray that this word blessed you. And I pray that you got stirred up today. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.